Welcome back to part three, the conclusion of direct and indirect manifestation. So, the person who believes a particular type of cancer runs in their family will likely directly manifest this illness into their physical reality because they believe that they will probably experience it, but not because they are fated to experience it. Now, wait a minute, you say. Science has recently begun to offer diagnostic tests that actually show someone is carrying a gene in their DNA that predisposes them to particular diseases. I know, and I would expect to find something like that. Because everything we manifest in physical form, including our DNA, is our inner beliefs manifested externally. So, when scientists observe this predisposing gene, what they are actually observing is the physical manifestation of that belief. It's all queued up and ready to go. How about that? So what they are actually uncovering is indeed the physical manifestation of this belief, the physical seed. But it doesn't have to come further into being. It doesn't have to be further acted upon. It can be disarmed, and that's what they aren't telling you. Largely because it isn't very sciencey to do so, and possibly because the medical industry wouldn't profit by this unveiling. But I'm going to tell you, here it is. It's your call. It's as simple as that. It's always your call. It's not their call. I don't care what they tell you. It's your call. So break the chain. Change your belief. Take back your power with this realization and choose a different outcome. Otherwise, your belief in family genetics or even lifestyle can directly manifest something that you may not prefer to experience. And so, though it seemed at first to be indirect, like a supposedly inherited disease or illness, we are actually directly manifesting this. We just didn't realize it. But other times, illness and disease can truly be manifested indirectly, sort of like the employment example given earlier. For example, someone could be a primary caregiver for someone who is ill when they no longer want to be the caregiver, when they've become tired of it or afraid they'll do a bad job or they resent the responsibility, whatever the reason, but they find they can't walk away because of fear of being judged by themselves as well as others. They may want a way to be free of the responsibility of caregiver and as a result of this unspoken, open-ended desire, they may manifest an illness or a disease or even an injury that will excuse them from this responsibility in a way that no one could blame them for. Do you see this? Or yet another indirect way we manifest illness and disease is simply by our constant focus upon it. <laughs> so go ahead and light those torches again if they've gone out. But we have become a civilization obsessed with externally trying to manipulate our health and well-being. Oh, we have. Pharmaceuticals are now directly marketed to us in ads. External health care is one of our primary focuses. 
Research into both the fields of organically derived substances as well as chemically derived concoctions and how they can potentially improve or extend our lives has snowballed. I could go on and on if time would permit, but I don't need to. You know it. You see it. And as we cast our beliefs externally into each of these things, we are giving our power away. True for a bit, these external things may relieve our symptoms, but the internal cause remains, and so it will reappear another day in another way, unless we look within and see what lies there that is causing these things to manifest, because there's where we find our cure. On the outside, it just looks like someone is coming down with first one thing and then the next, and we say their health is failing, but that's not what's happening. It's just manifesting again and again in different ways because it's not being cured. I hope this video series helps illustrate how we manifest both directly and indirectly as well as show you the power of your belief through the intimate issue of personal illness and disease. And with this knowing, I hope you begin to redesign your life into what you prefer it to be. Because with these videos, you are fulfilling your desire to recall where you've left your tools that build your life and your experiences. And you're reminding yourself that you are indeed free to build whatever you like. You may want to build an exciting life or a quiet life. Whatever feels good to you right now is what you should create and change it as you unfold becoming whatever suits you at that moment of your experience. And that is my wish for you. So forget genetics, forget statistics, forget predispositions towards anything. You are the boss. Build what you want to experience. You are free. You have always been free. The struggle has never been for your freedom as we once imagined. The struggle comes as we seek to change these beliefs and find, much to our surprise, how tightly we cling to what we consciously know we don't want. We're like the caged bird who only saw his cage and never that the door was always left open. And even when he discovers his oversight, is still hesitant to fly away because he's too accustomed to the perceived safety of the perceived restrictions of this supposed confinement, where he could content himself with the dream of what he would do if he were only free to do so. And now that he discovers the freedom that was ever present, will he have the courage to use his freedom, or will he continue to sit on that perch? Will you begin to use these things that you are revealing to yourself? Or will you stay put? Because it's up to you. But you are free. I offer you these thoughts for your consideration.